welcome to Shift the Atmosphere. I'm your host, Philip Renner. It has been so exciting to dive into the Word of God. I have been receiving revelation for myself, and I know that God has been speaking to you. He's equipping you, and I just want to encourage you that everywhere you go, whatever you do, God has gone before you. He has paved the way. Therefore, wherever you go, you shift the atmosphere. God is on the inside of you. The resurrection power of Christ is overcoming every single situation. God is fighting for you. But before we dive into the word, I want to encourage you, share this with somebody else. Because what is being sowed into you, what is being given to you, should be given to somebody else so that they can be equipped to always win the battle with the enemy. Remember, on the cross, God has already won. This is going to be so good today. Let's dive back into the story of Gideon. Now, we've already gone through the fact that Israel was taken over by the Midianites. We've already gone over the fact that Israel was reduced to a land of starvation because everything that belonged to Israel now belonged to the Midianites. And so they have no territory of their own. But yet in this story, you find Gideon who is bravely threshing the wheat in the wine press on enemy territory, which means he is risking his life to take care of his family. And here we find point number one. If you want God to use you, you have to be doing something. You see, Gideon wasn't waiting to be used by God. He was already doing something. Many people are just waiting for God to put them on a stage or God to give them a big ministry or a big business or influence just because they're reading their Bible and they're faithful in that. But it's not just about studying the word. You have to be doing something. And when you do something, that is when God notices you. And it's in this moment that God speaks over Gideon and says, mighty warrior. I want to encourage you that God is speaking over you today and he sees you in your full potential. What does that mean? You look at yourself and you may say, well, I'm not sure if I feel like a mighty warrior right now, but God looks at you and says, you are more than a conqueror. He sees you in your perfect, complete potential. We have to learn to see ourselves in God's eyes. This is the full and complete picture of who you are in Christ. So if you don't feel like a mighty warrior, let me give you some good news. You are a mighty warrior. And so when God spoke to Gideon, he didn't speak to Gideon in the way that Gideon felt. He spoke to Gideon's future and he said, mighty warrior, everyone listening to me right now, you are a mighty warrior. Then we spoke about 
how God has given you names, that you have a spiritual name. You are called, you are chosen, and you are faithful. As we looked in Revelation 17, 14, which says, you are called, you are chosen, and you are faithful. This is what God was saying to Gideon. He was saying, mighty warrior, get ready. I'm going to use you and you are going to be in shock of what is going to happen when you get a taste of my presence. Because that's really the story of Gideon. It's amazing that before he met with God, before he had his encounter with God, he thought to himself, I'm the smallest, I'm the weakest, I'm the most unqualified person for this job. But when he got out of the presence of God, he started seeing himself in God's eyes. And here's point number two. We must get in the presence of God. We have to have an encounter in the presence of God because it's in the presence of God that we are truly changed. It's in the presence of God that we find our identity. It's in the presence of God that we understand that we're not alone, but we are with him. And if he is with us, then who can be against us? Let's continue. Judges 6, verse 14. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. Verse 15. But Lord, Gideon replied, How can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. The Lord said to him, I will be with you, as you will destroy the Midianites, as if you were fighting against one man. Gideon replied, If you are truly going to help me, show me a sign to prove that it is really the Lord speaking to me. Don't go away until I come back and bring my offering to you. He answered, I will stay here until you return. Now, this is amazing to me because Gideon has just had an encounter with God. And why do I say with God? It's because it says the angel of the Lord. Now, the angel of the Lord is really Jesus Christ in third person. It's how Jesus was able to speak to his people. Even though he hadn't been born yet, he found a way to speak to Gideon because he wanted to get close to Gideon. And how do I know it's the angel of the Lord? Because when you talk about, let's say Mary, where the angel Gabriel comes to Mary, a lot of times the person wants to worship the angel, fall down before the angel. But the angel will say, no, 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 no. It's not me. Don't worship me. You need to worship the one who sent me. In this case, going back to Judges chapter 6, Gideon 
says, I'm going to bring you a sacrifice. And the angel says, cool, I'll wait here. So this is not just an angel. This is Jesus Christ in third person. Every time you see the phrase angel of the Lord, it's really Jesus Christ finding a way to speak to his people. He hadn't been born yet, but he found a way to come. Now to me, that just speaks volumes because it's, it's love in true action. But let's get back to Gideon. Gideon says, don't leave until I return. So he's telling the angel of the Lord, you stay put right here. Now, honestly, that takes some guts. You're speaking to the angel of the Lord and you say, okay, if what you're really saying is really going to happen, then you stay here until I bring you a sacrifice. Now, I love this because what he's really saying is you stay here because I can't do what I'm supposed to do without worshiping you. This is something that I really want the next generation, this generation to get, that you can't do anything unless you worship him. You can't build a ministry. You can't build a business. You can't be a pastor. You can't do anything in your own strength unless you worship him. The most important part of your day should be waking up in the morning and worshiping him. You're not going to go to work. You're not going to have a conversation until you bring him a sacrifice, a sacrifice of praise until you shut the door and you leave all of the distractions and you say, this is my time. This is the most valuable time of my day where I worship you. Now, we have this opportunity 24-7 because you and me, we're believers. The Holy Spirit is on the inside of us so we can speak to him anytime, any day. But Gideon did not have that. The Holy Spirit came upon him. The angel of the Lord visited him. So he knew that this is my time. The angel of the Lord is right here. And I am not going to let you go until I bring you a sacrifice. Now, what I want you to do right now is I want you to lift up your hands to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and say, I am not going anywhere until I bring you a sacrifice. And I'm going to repeat myself. I'm not going to work. I'm not going to have another meeting. I'm not going to go anywhere until I bring you a sacrifice. Moses said this. He said, I'm not going anywhere without you. Going somewhere without you doesn't make any sense. Going somewhere without you is guaranteeing you failure. So everywhere I go, it's going to be with you. And this is what Gideon was saying. He's saying, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to fulfill my assignment unless I spend time in the presence of the King of Kings. 
and the Lord of Lords. And his sacrifice was not going to be just a couple of words and a promise that I'll do what you tell me to do. No, Gideon was about to go deep. He was about to do something that would cost him. And we're going to get into that. But before we go there, I have to tell you something. The time that you spend in the presence of God should cost you something. It should be valuable to you. Because what is valuable to you truly means something to you, truly costs you something. We have to put a value on the presence of God in our lives. It's not something that we can take lightly. We have to get serious with spending time with God. Because truly, if he doesn't go with us, there's no point in us going. Listen to what Gideon, verse 19, Gideon hurried home. He cooked a young goat and with a basket of flour, he baked some bread without yeast. Then carrying the meat in a basket and the broth in a pot, he brought them out and presented them to the angel of the Lord who was under the great tree. What we just read was a couple of seconds, but in actuality, it took time. It took effort. It was physical work and it was a financial sacrifice. So Gideon had already stated in this chapter that I am the poorest. I'm the weakest. I'm the least qualified, which means he doesn't have a lot of money. So it's not like he has a ton of goats home. So when he went home, he took the best sacrifice. When you worship God, it has to be the best sacrifice, not something quick that, oh, this really doesn't cost me much. So this is okay. God, you can have this, but no Gideon understood the value of his sacrifice. He understood that if I'm going to give God something, then it's not going to be something that doesn't cost me. I am going to give my everything to God. Just like David, David said these words that I will not give anything to God unless it costs me something. You see, both David and Gideon understood that you don't give God what's left over. You give God the best. And so everything that Gideon did, this took his finances. He gave his best. This took his time. Think about the time that it took him to walk home, the time that it took him to prepare the goat, the time that it took him to prepare the broth, to prepare all the food, to prepare all that stuff. It took time. So when you go after God and you bring a sacrifice to God, it is going to take your finances. It's going to take your time. It's going to strain your emotions because everything in your flesh is going to say, do not do this. This is not worth it. It's not worth the cost. And then what you're going to see later in this story 
is it costed Gideon's reputation. When you go after God, there are going to be people that will go after you. So your calling, this is what we learned from Gideon's story. It's going to take your finances. It's going to take your time and it is going to cost you your reputation. You may say, wow, Phil, this isn't very encouraging, but the reward is so worth it. Let me say that again. The reward of going after God is so worth it because what Gideon did when he had an encounter with God, when he brought that sacrifice, he met the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and it changed his life. Worship, a true encounter with Jesus changed the life of Gideon. A true encounter with the angel of the Lord changed Gideon's life. It changed the way he looked. It changed the way he led. It changed the way he saw himself. So I'm encouraging you right now. Get on your face before Jesus. Start doing what he tells you to do. It is going to take your time, your finances, and your reputation. But the reward is just so powerful. God is going to use you in a mighty way, just like he used Gideon. And I'm speaking prophetically over this nation right now. The Gideons are rising. And the Gideons are those who don't hide in caves. They're not afraid of what somebody else is going to think. Let's be real. The only opinion that truly matters is God's opinion about you. If you're truly doing what God told you to do, who cares? what anybody else says because the only opinion that truly matters is for you. God is for you. God is fighting your battles. So the cost, it's worth it because the reward will save your family. The reward will change your destiny. The reward will give you a true encounter with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And it won't be just religion where you worship him because you feel like you're obligated. No, you will worship him because you know him because it is a true relationship. I don't do things because I feel obligated to do so. I do these things. I worship. I evangelize in the streets because I have a relationship with God, because I know it blesses his heart. And this is what Gideon was going after more than anything, was I want to bless God's heart. And I know that people are listening out there. You're listening right now. And you're someone who has the right motive, which is to bless God's heart. Watch how God used Gideon. Take the principles of Gideon's life and watch how he will use you. Verse 20, the angel of God 
said to him, Place the meat and the unleavened bread on this rock, and pour the broth over it. And Gideon did as he was told. Then the angel of the Lord touched the meat and bread with the tip of the staff in his hand. And fire flamed up from the rock and consumed all he had brought. And the angel of the Lord disappeared. Now, when you have truly blessed God's heart, the fire is going to hit you. The fire is going to consume you because you can't do anything without God's fire. After this encounter, Gideon was on fire for God. This is amazing to me. And the only way that you're going to touch this world, the only way you're going to do what God has called you to do is if you have the fire of God on the inside of you. John 2.17 says that I was consumed, and Jesus spoke about this. He said, I was consumed. Zeal consumed me for the house of the Lord. I love this scripture, and I quote it almost every single day because I want to be consumed with what consumes God's heart. I want to be consumed with zeal for the house of God, for the word of God, for the people of God, for the lost. I want my heart to break for what God's heart breaks. Zeal, a compassion to do what God tells me to do. Now that is not going to happen unless the fire of God burns on me and burns inside of me. There was a reporter that walked up to Smith Wigglesworth and he said, why do people come to your meetings? And he said, well, I simply spend time in the presence of God. I get the fire and people watch me burn. You see, people need something real. And when they feel and when they see the evidence of the fire of the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, when you can tell that you've been in the fire, when you can tell that you've been in the presence, people will watch you burn and you will be a representative of the kingdom of God. And you'll watch how demons are cast out You'll watch how the sick are healed. You'll watch how you shift the atmosphere wherever you go, whether it's in ministry or business, the marketplace, whatever it is in your family, wherever you go, God has gone before you and people will know that you've been with God because there's evidence of the fire in your life. This is what was powerful about Gideon. When he brought that sacrifice and he said, I'm not going anywhere until I worship you, until I bring a sacrifice, that is what touched God's heart. And that is why Gideon was chosen for greatness. I'm talking to you right now, and I know that you have been chosen for greatness. So I want to pray over you. Father, I thank you for everyone who is listening right now 
everyone who will be listening to this right now. God, I thank you that there is evidence of the fire of Holy Spirit in their life, Lord Jesus. I thank you that they are people that don't just bring what's left over as a sacrifice. They bring the best. They're not afraid to give their time, give their finances, risk their reputation because they understand the reward is so powerful. It's so great because the reward is the fire of God that goes before them, that annihilates the enemy. You showed me, Lord, that there's a move coming and these people would be crowned and the crown would have fire. And so I thank you, Lord Jesus, that we have authority. That's the, that is the fire. That's the crown. And the fire consumes us with what touches God's heart, with what breaks God's heart. And so I thank you, Lord, that I am speaking to Gideons right now. I am speaking to mighty warriors that take their calling seriously, that are ready to change their destiny because the fire burns in them. In the name of Jesus, amen. This has been awesome. Honestly, I have received some new stuff that I've actually never preached before while I'm doing this podcast. So it's blessing my heart. I pray it's blessing yours. If you want to follow what the ministry is doing, then just go to philiprenner.com. If you want to be a part of what we're doing, the evangelism, the music, the books, the outreach, all of it, become a monthly partner because We cannot go anywhere without you. We can do this together. And where I go, you go with me. God bless you. If you want to get our books for the team, same thing. You can get Worship Without Limits and A Fasted Life, which is really the foundation of everything that I'm preaching to you right now, on our website, philipbrenner.com, or Go to every single platform where books are sold and you'll find it there. But remember, God goes before you. You already have the victory in Christ Jesus and you can shift the atmosphere.